we now had a couple of nights in Valladolid. We went for a walk around the local cenote uh, within the town. It's Cenote Zaki, I believe it's pronounced. After we'd come back from Chichen Itza, we'd had a siesta for an hour or two. Bear in mind, this time of year in, in the area, you're looking at 35, 36 degrees easily. It is hot, fantastically hot. So you have to, if you're ever in the area, you have to be dressed appropriately. Make sure you've got some headwear on and drink loads of water without a shadow of a doubt. Went to the Sonotezaki to chill off for a little bit. Uh, it's well covered, so it was a nice place to just sit down and not do a lot. Also visited the Mercado Municipal. Had a look around at a couple of the um, funkier churches. So we had a walk around the Convento di San Bernardino de Siena. A lovely, lovely old church in Valladolid there. I just went for a good general walk around. We got to the final day and we realised that we didn't have anything planned, didn't have anything lined up. Two things happened on this day. Number one, we were speaking to the hostel owner who advised that we should take out a couple of bicycles. I've rent out a couple of bikes for the day, uh, head down south to one of the many cenotes that there was just to the south of the city. I thought, that's a great idea. That sounds really good. Where should we go? Well, that is a good question because we've both forgotten the name of the exact cenote that we that we ended up visiting. Uh, it could have been one of a couple. Uh, it could have been the cenote Samal. It could have been the cenotes uh, Zitnup. I think that's how you pronounce it, or the cenote uh, Sheken. Chances are, it's probably the Hacienda Oshman cenote. The reason we say it's probably that one is. Very funkily, we were the only two people there, which we weren't expecting. So that was a great experience. Uh, number two, do remember taking some time in the cenote first and then doing some sunbathing in the early afternoon. Very bravely doing some sunbathing in the early afternoon uh, right next to a big, a really big funky building. So that's what makes me believe that it would have more than likely been the Hacienda Osman cenote. So we cycled down to the Sonoto, we paid the entrance fee, it's about a quid. And as I just alluded to, we weren't expecting to be the only two people there. We left the bikes on, on the top, taking the steps down. And it was only when we got to the bottom, we realised that we were the only two people there, which was cool. Uh, difficult to, it's difficult to describe a Sonoto, apart from the fact it's a, a sinkhole, as I've said before. But the water is crystal clear. They're, they're absolutely wonderful. The reason it's crystal clear or they're crystal clear, is that over time they've been filled with cool, clear groundwater and rainwater. They, you do get quite a lot of rain in the area, because uh, rather having a, you know, four seasons as we'd be used to uh, over in the UK, or you know, let's not get started on UK weather, but you kind of get what I'm talking about. You have a, a dry season and a wet season, pretty much. So you get six months of very dry weather, six months of, funny enough, very wet weather. And it was over the wet weather, a wet season, that you know, obviously you'd have a lot of rain and you know this rain has, has to go somewhere. So in the case of the Yucatan, over time, cenotes have been created. And of course, as we found out in other sites previously and as we've explained previously, you know, my technology would have stored that water for later use. But this cenote, pristine, absolutely pristine, a nice massive sinkhole. There was a bit of it that was uh, still in the sun, a little bit was in the shade. And you can see loads of different uh, fishes just swimming around. 
there is a uh, rubber ring in the middle of the cenote and there's also a couple of other rubber rings on the side as well uh, reason for that uh, was that really in the cenote you don't do a lot of swimming or anything you just relax chill out basically and there's also a, a rope a rope swing that you could uh, go off and fly into the cenote that's surprise surprise to hear that uh, yours truly toe dipped his way into the cenote i wasn't planning on going in I have to say, but then remember the Galapagos, remember what Jess said. And also Aaron, after he jumped in, was saying, Rob, you've got to get in. You're in a snowtail. Let's have some fun. You know, it's just, you know, just enjoy it, man. You don't want to come all the way here and then not go in a snowtail. So I towed it and I was just sat in the rubber ring, basically, for most of the, uh, for most of my time in there, just uh, enjoying, watching the fish swim around in the sun. You've got your sunglasses on. It's absolutely great experience. Of course, remembering that Aaron and I are the only people in the cenote. So we're not getting hassled by kids or we're not getting hassled by anyone else. Absolutely delightful. Of course, Aaron being Aaron, a bit more adventurous than I am, uh, he had gone straight down to the rope swing and flew, pretty much flew into the cenote. He was swimming up and down, having the laugh as well. And it was just a really, a really cool experience. Uh, more so the fact that we're the only two people there. I think if we weren't the only two people there, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been as fun. Uh, it just wouldn't have been as fun if there was more people there. We've done some sunbathing in, in the afternoon and then cycled our way back into town, into Viderlead. And we decided to get some food in the evening. We went to the local market just off the main plaza and we were feeling a bit peckish, feeling a bit hungry. So we ordered a big plate of food. Now we've gone to this market and there wasn't a menu del dia. That's a shame. But there's a, a, a different platters that you could try. So we both ordered a platter. Sat at the table. The food's come out. And the guy said, do you want any, do you want any sauce? I said, well, I'll, I'll put my hand up and I said, well, I'll take a, I'll take a salsa. So I knew I had to eat the red stuff because <laughs> it wouldn't be as hot as the green stuff. So I took a salsa. Aaron had noticed that there was a, a yellow sauce in the, in the fridge. So he asked for the yellow sauce. And the guy said, yeah, that's fine. He said, um, not an issue. Gave Aaron the yellow sauce. We've got this nice big platter of food, predominantly, um, predominantly like various different types of meats. And then also a uh, quite a, almost like a very large milkshake to go with it as well. Fantastic. Now, the yellow sauce. Aaron opened the yellow sauce up. We thought it'd have a smell. You know, again, we were still laughing about Palenque and, you know, the shenanigans that happened there. So Aaron opened the yellow sauce up, asked me if I wanted some. I smelt it. It smelt of lemons. No word of lie. It, smelt, it pretty much smelled like sif. Smelt of lemons. But I thought against it. The guy had said the you know it's um un poquito picante it's a, it's a little hot i neglected the yellow sauce decided against it didn't think it'd be a good idea uh, you know last time I've, i'd had really 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 hot food you know my stomach doesn't do deal too well with it not for me so aaron's poured a little bit of this yellow sauce on the plate not a ridiculous amount won't lie not a ridiculous amount but he's poured a little bit on his plate we've taken the first bite of food he's dipped his chicken or whatever it was into the yellow sauce and eating it and he's gone quiet now i'm I'm Hank Marvin, so my head is pretty much in my food. I'm you know, eating away. I'm looking up. I've looked up at him, and he's red in the face. Absolute red in the face. It's, it's like myself and Palenque. He's red in the face. He started to sweat. He's not choking or anything. Don't worry. He's fine. Spoiler alert, he survives. But he's gone red in the face. I'm laughing at him because I've realised that the yellow sauce must be hot. It must be very hot. Aaron can handle hot food. Aaron is incredibly competent at eating incredibly hot food. So for him to be in that situation was not something I'd ever encountered before, which made it funnier, of course, 
friends being friends, he got to be as helpful as possible. He's downed his milkshake. He's finished a milkshake like a trooper. And he's asked me to go and get another one. So I've dashed off to the counter to get another one because he, he looks like he's struggling here. He is, he is sweating. He's saying that you know, whatever I'm drinking is not sorting this out. This is hot. It's like a volcano erupting. And I've spoken to the guy behind the counter and I said, well, what is that yellow sauce? And he said something along the lines of, oh, it's, it's another habanero sauce, but it's like the hottest habaneros in the region. So it's an incredibly hot sauce. So I'm surprised that, you know, I'm surprised that you took it. Not many people take it. That pretty much says everything you need to know about that. I bought the milkshake back. Aaron's pretty much down that milkshake as well. And he's starting to cool down a little bit. But I mean, I've never seen, never seen him sweat so much. And, you know, he's, I think he might be crying from the pain. I'm just crying with laughter. I'm pretty much on the floor at this stage. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not much use as any good friend is. I'm not much use in this situation. I'm, I'm gone. I'm on the floor laughing. So always be careful of your sources. Aaron had, had his time laughing at myself in Palenque with the uh, the green sauce, the habanero sauce. And then this time uh, I'd had great delight in him uh, cocking up on the famous yellow sauce at this marketplace in Valladolid. In all fairness, and I hold my hands up to this, having smelt the sauce, it did smell of lemons. It smelled a sif. I have no idea on God's green earth how it was meant to be that hot, in all honesty. So got to hold my hands up, got to defend here and say, not sure how the hell that happened. Very, very bizarre. But yes, the famous yellow sauce. If you ever get offered yellow sauce in the Yucatan, do not take it unless you can handle incredibly, incredibly hot food. Good times and good fun. And that was a good way to end our last evening. That was pretty much the... I say last evening of freedom, uh, that wasn't the case. We got to the stage where we were really looking forward to uh, meeting up with a couple of friends and my brother uh, the following day. We knew that our, in a sense, in effect, our, our traveling time had come to an end. Uh, the next few weeks would be pretty much a lad's blowout in Cancun, as with you know many people that go to Cancun. And that's where we're gonna pick up the story. We're not gonna go into you know, two weeks of everything we got up to in, in Cancun but there were a couple of funky stories uh, that need to be shared and that will make you laugh so we will wrap up our wonderful time in South and Central America next week by chatting Cancun hasta luego <laughs>